0: Thank you for coming to today's podcast. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Welcome to today's podcast. My name is Fernando. I am an alcoholic. Today, July 28th, we'll be going over our favorite books, Daily Reflections, and uh, Proverbs chapter 28. Let's go ahead and and, uh, get started. Those who still suffer, let us resist the proud assumption that since God has enabled us to do well in one area, we are destined to be a channel of saving grace for everybody. AA comes of age, page 232. Again, let us resist the proud assumption In other words us getting too much on our plate by saying yes to this yes to that um yes i can pick up the kids i can run here run there and remember the whole family is in chaos someone has to concentrate and focus on the program to get everybody in line and emergency here emergency there party here movement there um What what I needed to do was buckle down and get the program or no one else was going to have life. Hear me on this. Let us resist the proud assumption that I can be everything to everybody. That since God has enabled me to do well in this one area, that I am destined to be a helper of saving grace for everybody. AA Comes of Age, page 232. AA groups exist to help alcoholics achieve sobriety. Large or small, firmly established, or brand new speakers, discussion, or study, each group has but one reason for being there. To carry the message to the still-suffering alcoholic. The group exists so that the alcoholic can find a new way of life. A life abundant in happiness, joy, and freedom. To recover, most alcoholics need the support of a group, or of other alcoholics who share their experience, strength, and hope. They must, thus, my sobriety and our program's survival depend on my determination to put first things first. Plenty of rest, plenty of, of ability, availability to be at the meeting and to, uh, and to have enjoyment. We had years and years and years of destruction of no program. Now we got a program. Now it's making strides and moving forward. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and move on forward. I'm Fernando an alcoholic. Let's go ahead and read what King Solomon says on proverbs twenty eight talking about now this stuff is true because I experienced this. That's why I can say my experience says that this is true. On Proverbs 1, the the Passion Translation, excuse me, verse 1, it says, Guilty criminals experience paranoia, even though no one threatens them. But the innocent lovers of God, the innocent seekers of God, because of righteousness, will have the boldness of a young, ferocious lion. Amen. Remember when we get paranoid, couldn't even walk across the street? And always shutting the blinds, turning off lights. That's paranoia. That's a life without a God of our understanding. So as we seek God, and that's the beautiful thing about AA, that the fruit of joy, peace, and freedom is the fruit of seeking God. Nothing else. We go in with a prayer. We come out with a prayer. We're going to talk about God. And... We're more focused in the churches down the street, in my opinion, in my experience. And I was down the street. Verse 2 A rebellious nation is thrown into chaos, but leaders anointed with wisdom will restore law and order. With a pauper oppresses the destitute. In other words, when a poor person oppresses another poor person it's like a flash of flood that sweeps away their last hope can you imagine their last hope my goodness those who turn their back on, on what they know is right will no longer be able to tell right from wrong but those who love the truth strengthen their souls amen there's a When there's a violation, the truth has to be acknowledged. You know, and sometimes it isn't too popular. I don't know. But one of the areas is it's getting strong in oneself to speak up for the truth. Not in an argument way, just the facts and the truth. Justice never makes sense to men devoted to Darkness. But those tenderly devoted to the Lord can understand justice perfectly. Justice doesn't make sense to men devoted to darkness. But those tenderly devoted to the Lord can understand justice perfectly. It's more respectable to be poor and pure than rich and perverse. To be obedient to what you've been taught proves you're an honorable child. So to socialize with the lawless, brings shame to your parents. Be obedient to what we've been taught from right and wrong. Eight, go ahead and get rich on the back of the poor, but all the wealth you gather will one day be given to those who are kind to the needy, amen. If you close your heart and refuse to listen to God's instruction, even your prayer will be despised those who tempt the lovers of god with evil scheme will fall into their own traps but the innocent who resists temptation will experience reward amen those who tempt the, lo- the seekers of god with an evil scheme will fall into their own traps but the innocent who resists temptation will experience reward. There's a reward when somebody comes and tells you, hey, let's go listen to jazz at the place. We won't drink. Okay, that's temptation right there. And you say, no, no, thank you. Uh, you know, I, I do that. I'm going to end up in Florida, another state I don't know. So let's see if they, they'll fall into their own traps. But I want to experience reward. I want to experience reward. The wealthy in their conceit presume to be wise, but a poor person with discernment can see right through them. The wealthy in their own conceit presume to be wise, but a poor person with discernment can see right through them. Amen. The triumphant joy of God's lovers Excuse me. The triumph and joy of God's seekers releases great glory. But when the wicked rise to power, everyone goes into hiding. If you cover up your sins, you'll never do well. But if you confess your sins and forsake them, you will be kissed by mercy. Amen. We admit it. Overjoy is the one who who with tender hearts tremble before God. But the stubborn, unyielding heart will experience even greater evil. Rootless rulers can only be compared to raging lions and roaming bears. Abusive leaders fail to employ wisdom, but leaders who despise corruption will enjoy a long and full life. A murderer's conscience will torment him. A fugitive is haunted by guilt all the way to the grave, with no one to support him. The pure will be rescued from failure, but the perverse will suddenly fall into ruin. Work hard and you'll have all your desire, but chase a fantasy and you could end up with nothing. Life blessings drench the honest and faithful person, but punishment rains down upon the greedy and dishonest. Life, blessing, strange, the honest and faithful person. Woohoo. Giving favoritism to the rich and powerful is disgusting. And this is one this is done by the type of judge who would betray a man for a bribe. A greedy man is in a race to get rich, but he gets he forgets that he could lose what more important and end up with nothing. If you correct someone with constructive criticism, in the end, he will appreciate it more than flattery. A person who rejects his own parents and say, what's wrong with that? It is as bad as a murderer. To make rash, hasty decisions show that you are not trusting the Lord. But when you rely totally on God, (coughs) you will still act carefully and prudently. To make rash, Hasty decisions show that you are not trusting the Lord. But when you rely totally on God, you will still act carefully and prudently. Folks, it's up to us to figure out what God is doing or what is, what is he urging us to do. It is up to us to find out the hunches and the way God speaks to us. A good way to do it is put a little three-by-five card saying... I am easily and happily hearing the word of the Lord. I am easily and happily hearing God's voice. Let your peripheral vision catch that little f- phrase up on the wall as you walk back and forth, and it will work. Self-confident know-it-alls will prove to be fools, but when you learn on lean on the wisdom from above, you will have a way to escape the troubles of your own making a DUI <laughs> self-confident it will prove to be fools but when you rely on and ask for the wisdom from above you will have a way to escape the troubles of your own making kind of reminds me when I bought this new pickup truck I took it to another dealership two weeks later and they said uh, we sell those trucks all day long for $5,000 less of what you uh, purchased with it over there. And I had a feeling that I was uh, railroaded because of my credit. So uh, I went to the Lord, and I asked him, and uh, he gave me a way to escape. About a week later, I took the truck back. They gave me all my money back. They paid for the truck off, made my credit card look good. Paid me for my old car. And I was away from making those big old payments. God got me out of that trouble. You know, I escaped from trouble of my own making. (laughs) We thank him and we praise him. We're misfits and he helps us. Okay, because that's the same thing. I thank you, God, I messed up. I thank you, God, I'm a misfit. Over and over again. Even in the face of doing the action. If you're racing down the roads, that I think you got him a misfit. I think you got them messing up. That is wisdom, folks. That is proper wisdom. You're not in denial. You're establishing the truth. 27, you will never go without if you give to the poor. But if you're heartless, stingy, and selfish, you invite curses upon yourself. Whoa. You will never go without If you give to the poor, but if you're heartless, stingy, and selfish, you invite curses upon yourself. Amen. When wicked leaders rise to power, good people go into hiding. But when they fall from power, the godly take their place. Amen. 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 I have... Uh, letter here I wanted to read. It's uh Carrados, is the guy who wrote the book Prison of Praise and other books. They have nineteen million these kind of articles in print, and his books have been made in over 16 languages. This letter he sent me um it says, Have you ever thought I don't like them? Now, remember, the title of this is Don't Let People Upset You. Have you ever thought, I don't like them? Who were you thinking about? A neighbor, a relative, a person in the church? Are there certain people who get under your skin and make you want to run when you see them coming? Yes, sometimes there are people that that to us are unlikable. They irritate us. Actually, they can do more to us than just irritate us. Are we responding normally when people give us unpleasant feelings? Normal, yes, normal, but it's being normal what is best for us? No, it's just the opposite. If we don't understand what is happening to us, our reactions can do all kinds of things that are harmful to our health and destructive to our happiness. Most of the time, we can just go on with the flow and not be too upset with the other people, what they do. But if we should be seriously ill, one of the first things a doctor might tell our family is, don't let anyone upset them. It could be very dangerous to them. Our health can always be affected by our reactions to others. But if we are reasonably healthy, we may not realize what is happening when someone upsets us. Among other things, our reactions can control our heartbeat. We may not realize it, but our heart can react quite unfavorably when we permit others to upset us. If we are affected over and over by people, our hearts have a difficult time in keeping up with uh, all that is going on. Many of our organs receive the same message. We're upset. The stomach can quickly fill with acid and other unfavorable things happen throughout the body. Why do all these adverse things happen? It is because God designed us to be at peace. If we have years of inner turmoil, we can eventually suffer serious damage to important parts of our body. But usually we just feel bad and don't even know why jesus knew how to deal with other people in ways that kept him from being upset i believe he held his strength in reserve so he would have power to help others his disciples found it difficult to learn how to react to people as jesus did but eventually they understood paul personality initially caused him to be so upset with people that he wanted to have them executed. Later, he learned to have complete different feelings towards people who hated him and wanted to have, have him executed. He wrote, God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. Romans 5.5 As we practice learning to have the mind of Christ, we will be able to use people's irritating ways to work good in us. Joseph's brothers had sold him into slavery. Now, that was, that was something that Joseph could have been regularly upset about. But he had learned something from God. So when he had the power to have his brothers executed, instead of being upset with them, he said to them, As far as I am concerned, God turned into good what you meant for evil. Genesis 50:20. Remember Joseph when he said, As far as I am concerned, God has turned it into good that you meant for evil. Okay, well, let's go ahead and say it with me. Say, as far I as am, I am concerned, God has turned it into good, even though you meant it for evil. Genesis fifty twenty. Okay, one more time, please. As far as I am concerned, God turned it, turn into good what you meant for evil. God turned into good what you meant for evil. God will do the same thing for you and me. Others may want to cause us all kinds of irritable feelings, but we can just do that what Joseph did. We believe God has used what his brothers did to work much good. His heart did not become upset. To the contrary, he trusts God in his brother's actions, work for his good and even for their good. You and I can learn to do the same thing today. Amen. And one of the areas that we do it, we do it by really singing songs. If you're not too much of a Christian and you don't sing Christian songs, sing happy, positive songs and just keep thanking God and praising him that you can sing to him. Thanking him and singing scripture to God and staying happy, especially praising him. Remember, God can give you much more than that. Instead of trying to give you the irritation, you thank God. We we know it's not fair. It says, "Thank you, God is not fair. I thank you that I see the truth in this situation. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen." Let's go ahead and pray out, please. I encourage you to uh, praise Him and thank Him and worship Him because there's stuff coming in the future and we'll be ready. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. God bless you. Welcome to this morning's podcast, Fernando Alcoholic. I'll be reading daily reflections today, a little 24-hour book. And then King Solomon's, my sponsors, advised for today, the 16th of August. I had dropped out. We might next ask ourselves what we mean when we say that we have harmed other people. Let's go ahead and pray, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. We might next ask ourselves, what we mean when we say that we have harm other people? What kind of harm do people do one another anyway? To define the word harm in a practical way, we might call it the result of instinct in collision, which caused physical, emo, mental, emotional, and spiritual damage to people. What kind of harms do people do another way? To define the word harm in this practical way, we might call it the result of instinct in collisions, which caused physical, mental, emotional, spiritual damage. Kind of reminds me of yesterday's reading, which was, uh, we attempt to sweep away the debris which has accumulated out of our effort to live on self-will and run the shows ourselves. If we haven't had the will to do this, we ask until it comes. Remember, it was agreed at the beginning we would go 20 lengths to get victory over alcohol. And before that, it says, And third, having thus cleaned away the debris of the past, we consider how, with our newfound knowledge of ourselves, we may develop the best possible relation with every human being. First, we take a look at backwards the next day and try to discover where we have been at fault. Next, we make a vigorous attempt to repair the damage we have done The next day, the moral inventory is a cool examination of the damages that occur to us during life in a sincere effort to look at them in a true perspective. This has the effect of taking the ground glass out of us, the emotional substance that still cuts and inhibits. To a degree, he has already done this when taking moral inventory, but now the time has come when we ought to redouble his efforts to see how many people he has hurt, And in what ways? And became willing to make amends to them all. Made a list of all the persons we had harmed. We in turn sought the same escape with all the desperation of drowning men. What seems at first a flimsy reed has proved to be the loving and powerful hand of God. A new life has been given us, if you prefer, a design for living that really works. You know, as I was reading this, I, the thought came to my mind about the fact is is uh, when you totally cut people out of your life and you hurt so many people, and then you come to the understanding that that was the most valuable thing in life is other people. Other people are more important than cars, stereo systems, uh, iPhones, watches to have resentful. People are more valuable than that. And they need to be treated. Once we wait, I woke up, my understanding was is that is, is that a resentment was hurting me more than I was hurting them, even though I did the harm. I did initiate the harm. I shouldn't have been there. I shouldn't have, have made those suggestions. I did not make that. I shouldn't have made the gesture. In the beginning, it was all I did something to cause the dumb harm. And then the resentment started. The fight started and everything. The best way to do it is keep a cool head. Happy, joyous, and free. And know that everybody needs forgiveness. Everybody uh, is doing the best they can with what they have. And if it's not us to judge them, but be aware of dangerous people, places, and things... You know, don't put our guard down. We know there's people out there that are just begging to start a fight. And that's that's all they know. Amen. Okay, reading from the uh, second part from Daily Reflections, August 16, is I have been to English... English. I have been to eight-step meetings, always thinking I really haven't harmed many people, mostly myself, but the time came when I wrote my list out and it was not as short as I thought it would be. I either liked you, disliked you, or needed something from you. It was that simple. I did either liked you, disliked you, or needed something from you. People had not done what I wanted them to do and intimate relationships were out of hand because of my partner's unreasonable demands. Were these sins of omission because of my drinking, I had dropped out, never sending cars, returning calls being there for other people or taking part of their lives. What a grace it is, it has been to look at these relationships to make my inventories and quite alone with God of my understanding and to go forth daily with a willingness to be honest and forthright in my relationships. Amen. Said a morbid reflection, Uh, Drawing back into oneself. Not able to do those things. That was me. Unable to build relationships. Thinking you're not going to like me. I'm unlovable. Yep. Okay, 24 hour little book. Moving right ahead, please. August 16th. The alcoholic is absolutely unable to stop drinking on the basis of self-knowledge. We must admit we can do nothing about it. Ourselves. Willpower and self knowledge will never help in the strange mental blank spots when we are attempted to drink. An alcoholic mentality is in a very sick condition. The last flicker of conviction that we can do this job ourselves must be snuffed out. The spiritual answer and the program of action are the only hope. Only spiritual principles will solve our problems. We are completely helpless apart from divine help. Our defense against the drink must come from a higher power. Have I accepted the spiritual answer and the program of action? Page 43. The only defense that can keep us from a drink is a higher power. That's why we I go around thanking God for my little problems. So when a big problem like the temptation to drink comes along, I'm already exercising my muscles, my mentality, my imagination and my focus, I'm going to thank God that I want to drink. I want to thank God that the thought came through my mind. And then I gave a God a chance uh, to redirect me. And I do this by the training. Uh, there's only one thing that's important. Only one skill to develop, not to drink. All the others, you know, according to the, your higher power, should fall backwards and they should line up. He just started thanking God that He's going to show Him so strong on your behalf that we got to do put action to those and say, "Thank you, God, I got a DUI." Thank you, God, I am alone. Thank you, God, I haven't won the lottery. Thank you, God, all kinds of stuff. Our defense against drinking must come from a higher power. Have I accepted the spiritual answer, or the help, or the program of action, or the help of God? That was a big one for me to accept God's help. Meditation for the day. Rest now until life, eternal life, flowing through your veins and heart and mind, bids you to bestir yourself. Then glad work will follow. Tired work is never effective. The strength of God's Spirit is always available to the tired mind and body. He is your physician and your healer. Look at these quiet times of communion with God for rest, for peace, for cure. Then rise, refresh in spirit, and go out to work knowing that your strength is able to meet any problem because it is reinforced by God's power. Amen. I pray I pray that the peace I have found will make me effective. I pray that I may be relieved relive of all strain during this day. Relieved. And King Solomon. Boy, I'm long-winded today, huh? Thank you, guys. couple of more minutes and we'll be done. Maybe about five. King Solomon. Proverbs 16. We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. That's why it's so imperative that we ask Him and talk with Him. He will show you if you... Go, mostly going making the wrong choices. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. The Lord has made everything for His own purposes, even the wicked for a day of disaster. Whoa, that's way beyond my cocoa head. The Lord detests the proud. They will surely be punished. Unfailing love and faithfulness makes atonement for sin. By fearing the Lord, people avoid evil. Unfailing love, giving the benefit of the doubt, yourself, and faithfulness make atonement for sin. By fearing the Lord, people avoid evil. When people's lives please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. Better to have a little with godliness than to be rich and dishonest. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. The king speaks with divine wisdom. He must never judge unfairly. The Lord demands accurate scales and balances. He set the standards for fairness. A king detests wrongdoing, for his rule is built on justice. The king is pleased with words from righteous lips. He loves those who speak honestly. The anger of the kings is a daily threat. The wise will try to appease it. When the king smiles, there is life. His favor refreshes like the spring rain. How much better to get wisdom than gold and good judgment than silver. The path of the virtuous lead away from evil. Whoever follows the path is safe. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty nest before a fall. Better to live humbly with the poor than to share plunder with the proud. Those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. If I want to prosper, I need to listen and read and focus on instructions. Okay. I want to prosper to do a project. I need to focus on the instructions. What are the instructions? Those who trust the Lord will be joyful getting on my knees, thanking God. And Lord, I trust you this day. I just want to have an experience with you, God. I want to have a new experience with my fellow men, myself, and this program, so that I may be joyful with you, with your principles. Amen. The wise are known for their understanding and pleasant words and persuasiveness. Woo-hoo! Discretion is a life-giving fountain to those who possess it. But discipline is wasted on fools. Discipline is wasted on fools. Man, this goes way over my head. Uh, fools are stuck on stupid. They cannot learn. Uh, but discretion is discretion. In other words, uh, good judgment, uh, cautious um You know, being tranquil and making proper decisions. Discretion is a life-giving fountain to those who possess it. Not everybody has discretion. And then, oh, we waste our time and get crazy. I know people got crazy with me trying to turn this foolish chap into a, a brilliant, brilliant human being. Only God can make that miracle. You give it you give your foolishness over to God. Thank you God I did that. Thank you God I foolish. Thank you God I'm foolish. Now you're on the right road. Acknowledging God and putting your foolishness on on uh, on his grill so he can burn it up. There's gonna be a lot of mistakes, a lot of to keep at it. Thank you God for my foolishness. I thank you God I did that. I thank you I spend all my money. A fool and his money get separated right away. Oh my goodness. From a wise mind comes wise speech, says King Solomon. The words of the wise are persuasive. From a wise mind comes wise speech. The words of the wise are persuasive. From a wise mind comes wise speech. The words of the wise are persuasive. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. There is a path before each person that seems right but it ends in death. It is good for workers to have an appetite and an empty stomach drives them on. Scoundrels create trouble. Their words are a destructive blaze. A troublemaker plants seed of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Violent people mislead their companions, leading them down a harmful path. With narrow eyes, people plot evil. With a smirk, they plan their mischief. Gray hair is a crown of glory. It is gained by living a godly life. Better to be patient than powerful. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. We may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. Amen. Let's go ahead and pray. Praise the Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Welcome family to today's podcast meeting of 12-step program. Not an official meeting. It's my opinion. I'm reading AA literature and commenting on it. I'm Fernando, alcoholic. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer, please. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. August 14th, repairing the damage. We attempt to sweep away the debris which has accumulated out of our effort to live on self-will and run the show ourselves. If we haven't the will to do this, we ask until it comes. Remember, it was agreed at the beginning we would go to any lengths for victory over alcohol. Again, we have attempted to sweep away the debris which have accumulated out of our effort to live on self-will and run the show ourselves. If we haven't the will to do this, we ask until it comes. Remember, it was agreed at the beginning we would go 20 lengths for victory over alcohol. A Big Book, page 76. Making a list of people I had harmed was not a particularly difficult thing to do. They had showed up in my four-step inventory, people towards whom I had resentments, real or imagined, and whom I had hurt by acts of retaliation. For my recovery to be thorough, I believe it was not important for those who had legitimate harm me to make amends to me. What is important in my relationship with God is that I stand before Him, knowing I have done what I can to repair the damage I have done. And one of the ways to do that, guys, is Fernando Alcoholic is through living amends, of course. And then uh, a rifle attempt of prayer, you know, spending some days in prayer, 15 days, 45 days to the people we harm. That will cure your heart. And actually, even sometimes it's better than making an amends because you're going to give them a blessing from heaven. Open the heavens and pour. They will drop resentments. I speak from experience, you know, but the, the, the main idea is the focus, the focus of getting on your knees and praying for someone, praying for the job, their family around them, and doing it on a consistent basis. That right there is the uh, crux of the whole matter, is to follow through. Focus and follow through on. So it's best you put a paper on the wall your closet, and then you mark it an x every time i prayed for that person i mark it an x on it I get on there and i spend those five minutes to praying for all the person's responsibility their connection with their higher power their brothers and sisters mom dads their connection with their bills and, and their health and their employer you pray for those people you know they're not praying for themselves that's that will clear our hearts, our slate and make us continue to grow the way God intended to. We have done the right thing and we've done the merciful right thing and has I believe it has great compensation for for us to move with our dreams and our bucket list and move forward and this is not a life of uh, weeping and' is getting it over with and and living on step 10, 11, and 12. Service, watching for anything to crop up, spiritual connection with a higher power. It's just a beautiful um, life. All right, I'm going to read August 15th. Didn't we hurt anybody? Some of us, though, tripped over a very different snag. We clung to the claim that when drinking, we never hurt anybody but ourselves. Twelve Steps and Twelve Traditions, page 79. This step seemed so simple. I identified several people whom I had harmed, but they were no longer available. Still, I was uneasy about the step and avoided conversations dealing with it. In time, I learned to investigate those steps and areas of my life which made me uncomfortable. My search revealed my parents, who had been deeply hurt by my isolation from them, my employer, who worried about my absence, my memory lapses, my temper, and the friends I had shunned. Without explanation, as I faced the reality of the harm I had done, state eight took on a new meaning. I no longer am uncomfortable, and I feel clean and light. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. Yeah, they said that we were connected to about 40 people when we're out there using and drugging. People are worrying. You know, they, they see us fishing in California. You got about 2,300 homicides a year, and you're out there living in a fast lane and, and dangerous. That doesn't include the, uh, the 3,600 deaths a year on car accidents, you know, with alcohol in California and all kinds of crazy stuff. We put ourselves in arm's way. And So we did. I did hurt a lot of people. I had all everybody worried. But once I got into AA, I, I stuck to my job. They saw my happiness, um, you know, and reporting to them, reporting to family affairs, and just happy and helpful. And, and that gave them peace. They can go on with their lives. I'm not robbing time from them. Because when I say I didn't hurt anybody but myself, that's a, a very selfish, um, prideful statement, I think. You know, it's just the writing on the wall. Thank you. Now we're going to move over to see what my uh, sponsor, King Solomon, has to say on the 14 and 15 of Proverbs. Please. Thank you. All right, Proverbs 14 says, A wise woman builds her home, but a foolish one tears it down with her own hands. Those who follow the right path fear the Lord. Those who take the wrong path despise Him. A fool's proud talk becomes a rod that beats Him, but the words of the wise keep them safe. Without oxen, a stable stays clean, but you need a strong ox for a large harvest. An honest witness does not lie, a false witness breathes lies. A mocker seeks wisdom and never finds it, but knowledge comes easy to those who, with understanding. Stay away from fools and you won't find knowledge on their lips, for you won't find knowledge on their lips. The prudent understand where they are going, but fools deceive themselves. Fools make fun of guilt, but the godly acknowledge it and seek reconciliation. Wow, fools make fun of guilt, but the godly acknowledge it and seek reconciliation. Each heart notes its own bitterness, and no one else can fully share its joy. The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the godly will flourish. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. Laughter can conceal a heavy heart, but when the laughter ends, the grief remains. Backsliders get what they deserve. Good people receive their reward. Only simpletons believe everything they're told. The prudent carefully consider their steps. The wise are cautious and avoid danger. Fools plunge ahead with reckless confidence. Short-tempered people do foolish things and schemers are hated. Simpletons are clothed with foolishness, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. Evil people will bow down before good people. The wicked will bow at the gates of the godly. The poor are despised even by their neighbors, while the rich have many friends. It is a sin to belittle one's neighbor, Blessed are those who help the poor. If you plan to do evil, you will be lost. If you plan to do good, you will receive unfailing love and faithfulness. Work brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. Wealth is a crown for the wise. The efforts of fools yields only foolishness. A truthful witness saves lives, but a false witness is a traitor. Those who fear the Lord are secure. He will be a refuge to their children. Fear of the Lord is a life-giving fountain. It offers escape from the snares of death a growing population is a king's glory a prince without subjects has nothing people with understanding control their anger a hot temper shows great foolishness a peaceful heart leads to a healthy body jealousy is like cancer in the bones those who oppress the poor insult their maker but helping the poor honors him The wicked are crushed by disaster, but the godly have a refuge when they die. Wisdom is enshrined in an understanding heart. Wisdom is not found among fools. Godliness makes a nation great, but sin is a disgrace to any people. Godliness makes a nation great, but sin is a disgrace to any people. A king rejoices in wise servants, but is angry with those who disgrace him. Proverbs 15: A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words makes tempers flare. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge appealing, but the mouth of fools belch out foolishness. The Lord is watching everywhere, keeping his eye on both the the evil and the good. Gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Only a fool despises a parent's discipline. Whoever learns from correction is wise. There is treasure in the house of the godly, but the earnings of the wicked bring trouble. The lips of the wise give good advice. The heart of a fool has none to give. The Lord detests the sacrifice of the wicked, but he delights in the prayers of the upright. The Lord detests the way of the wicked, but he loves those who pursue godliness. Whoever abandons the right path will be severely disciplined. Whoever hates correction will die. Even death and destruction hold no secrets from the Lord. How much more does he know the human heart? Mockers hate to be corrected, so they stay away from the wise. A glad heart makes a happy face. A broken heart crushes the spirit. A wise person is hungry for knowledge while the fools feed on trash. For the despondent every day brings trouble. For the happy heart, life is a continual feast. For the despondent, the grumpy, every day brings trouble. But for the gratitude heart, life is a continual feast. Better to live with little and having fear for the Lord than having great treasure and inner turmoil. A bowl of vegetables with someone you love is better than steak with someone you hate. A hot-tempered person starts fight, a cool-tempered person stops them. A lazy person's way is blocked with briars, but the path of the upright is an open highway. Sensible children bring joy to their father. Foolish children despise their mother. Foolishness brings joy to those with no sense. A sensible person stays on the right path. Foolishness brings joy to those with no sense. A sensible person stays on the right path. Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. Everyone enjoys a fitting reply. It is wonderful to stay the right say the right thing at the right time. Everyone enjoys a fitting reply. It is wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. The path of life leads upward to the wise. They leave the grave behind. The Lord tears down the house of the proud, but He protects the property of widows. The Lord detests evil plants, but He delights in pure words. Greed brings grief to the whole family, but those who hate bribes will live. The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. The mouth of the wicked overflows with evil words. The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. A cheerful look brings you joy to the heart. Good news makes for good health. If you listen to constructive criticism, you will be at home among the wise. If you reject discipline, you only harm yourself. But if you listen to correction, you grow in understanding. Fear of the Lord teaches wisdom. Humility precedes honor. Fear of the Lord teaches wisdom. And now, some bright spots in the grapevine, our personal stories. One of my favorite, favorite books to read, The Grapevine. This is from October the 20th. October 2020. (laughs) Bright spots in a crisis. I came to AA and got sober in 2009. This is sent in by Jim, Jim B. from San Marcos, Texas. Back then, I had been on layoff from work due to the weak economy. I was attending as many as four meetings a day, not long after, however, my former boss called me back to work. For the next 10 years, I went to meetings only as my work schedule allowed. It was a busy job, and I was often only able to attend meetings on weekends. Then on March 2020, the COVID virus hit, and due to the strict structures of social distancing, suddenly new way of attending AA appeared when online videos meetings began opening up everywhere. For the first month, I attended meetings online during my lunch break, an option that I haven't previously been available to me. Then in April, my schedule changed so that I was on a three-day work week with lots of times on my hands for the four days off. As more and more online meetings opened up, I decided to make a goal for myself to hit at least one online meeting in every state in the United States. I added other meetings globally during the project, but my initial goal was just for the US. During that time, I found several meetings that I felt really comfortable with. I repeatedly attended those and I started to feel like family in those rooms. I got to know several people I would never have had the opportunity to meet had I remained in the Texas-centric mode I had been in prior to the COVID crisis. One day in June, people in all the virtual meetings I attended started talking about starting up face-to-face meetings again. It hit me hard that our online meetings might not be this con- soon be discontinued. While I should have f- felt glad for the return of to traditional meetings formats, my response was to experience some sadness and regret. After all, I have gotten to know many of those members personally and felt a fellowship and kinship toward them. I had a talk with my sponsor about this and he suggested that I let these groups I consider close family knows of my feelings. So I did, I was encouraged to hear what at least some of the members were considering continuing on with the virtual meetings, even after the COVID situation improves. And all of them returned my sentiments about how important our fellowship had become. What happened next, only my higher power knows, but I do know that for a long time, all these virtual meetings are available. I'm going to continue attending them. I found some. Time, something that my sobriety was missing. Available meetings. In fact, I probably attend more AA meetings in the past two months than I have in the previous 10 years. And my program has improved dramatically. As a result, I'm happier now than i ever been. Jim B. from San Marcos, Texas. Our next story is called Sweet Music for a Tough Times. Sweet music for a tough time. Two sober roommates strive to keep growing and inspiring one another as they make the best of a crisis. It's been 98 days since New York City declared a state of emergency due to the COVID outbreak. After beginning phase one reopening last week, much of the city is still closed and I never leave the apartment without a face mask. Between the pandemic, which demands isolation, and ongoing protests outside, it's easy to feel anxious, and yet, thanks to AA, I feel blessed by my life these days. My higher power's presence may not always be entirely obvious to me, but God has definitely been involved. Why else would I be living with someone who has been sober for more than 40 years as we navigate life in the middle of a pandemic? The universe saw fit for the two of us to share an East Village apartment in New York City. Instructor and pupil, long-timer, and newcomer, master, teacher, and beginner. Uh, and Isa and I have a meeting most mornings during which we discuss an entire entry from either Daily Reflections or, or Elnon Reader. We share about the reading and then check in with each other about our respective plans for the day. Lately, we've been meeting on the roof and we often often lucky enough to have the silent participation of Aisha's warm-hearted pup, Krishna. At two and a half years of sobriety, I have been unexpectedly impacted by this experience of living with Aisha. She has taught me more than she knows. Well, she knows. Offered a great deal of her time and in so doing she has become a spiritual grandmother to me. She even keeps in regular contact with my mom. God bless them both. Living with possessed difficulties. Living with me possessed difficulties, I must admit. Isa is so accustomed to listening to me complaining that she sometimes referred to my rigor morale as the tale of woe. Then there was a day I accidentally started a trash can on fire in the apartment. Needless to say, her knowledge and kindness tolerated my follies. The other day, she said, I saw God's wisdom in not blessing me with having children. When I followed up with her about this statement, she told me she was referring to my teenage level of emotional sobriety and her lack of patience. Among the other forms of healing she practices, Aisa is a Reiki teacher. Reiki is a Japanese energetic healing art. I have had the honor to study Reiki as her student. Last month, I passed a second class of Reiki training, which has provided a fulfilled way to be of service and expand my consciousness during the lockdown. I practice Reiki On a fellow, I met with Semi regularly for sessions near Washington Square Park. I have also practiced Reiki via video chat. My friendship with Issa took a compelling turn almost two months ago when we decided to begin a share writing project. We write short essays about each other and then share them each week. In Typical AA fashion, this exchange has enlightened me both to Issa's appreciation for my attributes and her capacity for tough love. Issa has suggested several ways for me to spend time during this unusual era. One being to bring my saxophone to the park and play with my case open for tips. This is an opportunity to earn money, but also a chance to practice outdoors. She then encouraged me to write an article about the experience. I follow her suggestion, but have yet to hear back from a publication interested in running my story. Although I have a habit of depending unhealthy on those around me, maturity means taking responsibility for my sobriety. So I say a suggestion, I generally attend one virtual AA meeting a day I also go to an Al-Anon meeting a week, and I keep a regular contact with my sponsor in each program, Toby in AA and Alan in Al-Anon. Toby started a big book study on Mondays, which I attend. Alan and I discuss the traditions over the phone. I make an effort to share at most meetings, and I volunteer to be a sponsor. I am the AA GSR for the Grateful Group and have two other commitments, and a couple of days ago, I installed a new screen to replace the one that burned in my accidental trash fire, can fire. Regardless of what's happening in the world, I know I am blessed to live with a fellow AA member. Thank you, A.A. and saw from Brian L., New York, New York. Beautiful, beautiful, wonderful story. I know a lot of people that bump together, AA. They get along really good. And it's amazing how common sense prevails in a relationship like that. Me and my wife, we use the principles and the traditions and respect, humor, and this will work out. And... uh, Of course, learn a new level of trust, let go and let God, and it works for us. All right, our next article is called Whisper of Freedom. In prison for a DUI, uh uh-oh, a sober coach shares about a momentous connection he made that changed his life. I used to be a teacher and a coach. I was actually sober for two years before the legal system took my case to trial. I'm now serving a five-year sentence for a DUI. My incarceration is almost over and I should be eligible for work release soon. I never would have guessed that I would find my personal key to freedom during long sleepless nights surrounded by the ever-present scent of cold steel and new cement in a cell in a small town in Minnesota. But somehow things slowed down enough during my incarceration in here for me to reflect on what was missing in my recovery. Through the distractions of deep booming snores of a stranger sleeping just three feet above me and the dimly lit overhead light that never goes to sleep, A gentle voice appeared as a whisper in my ear as I laid on my cardboard like pillow in the steel bunk that I come to accept as my bed. That night I distinctly heard the voice softly but very clearly telling me, rest my son, you finally found me. I can see your heart, I believe in you. Trust in the willingness you're feeling. I see you, I'm with you. Trust your new faith. You're finally getting honest with yourself and with me. I am pleased I will lead you on on a better path. That seems like a lot to hear from a whisper at 2 a.m. inside a 6x9 prison cell. I couldn't believe it was happening myself. But since that night, I continue praying about those words that were whispered to me. I become more willing to go even further in faith by being honest and taking action, such as stepping aside when my ego and perfectionism arises. I pray for the voice, which I call Papa, my higher power, to lead me, and I ask for the willingness to follow and the ability to watch His will for me flourish from the inside out. I don't know if this is what it calls a spiritual awakening, but I know that I was not asleep when I heard him. Each day now, my eyes are led to amazing insights in the pages of Daily Reflections, as Bill sees it and our big book. I have even begun to write honest, resentment-free amen letters inside my prison cell as I live in this newfound freedom. I hope this essay will help someone else who's incarcerated and feeling lonely. I am now helping facilitate the prison-wide AA meeting here. We have AA volunteers who come in from Bloomington to help share their experience, strength, and hope from the outside world. We meet once a week. This prison holds about 2,300 souls. Our group is growing, but we could still use all the prayers we can get. Our group is growing, but we could still use all the prayers we can get. Thanks to those whispers of freedom, the promises of AA are finally becoming real to me. Right here on my steel bunk, with a cardboard-like pillow in a cell in a small town in Minnesota. Daniel L. Daniel L. from Fairbolt, Minnesota. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I have heard the voice of God, Fernando Alcoholic. I have heard the voice of God concerning employment, concerning our guidance, and it's it's clear. It's a strong man's voice. It's about I don't know. It's almost uh, six and a half, seven feet tall where the voice is coming from, and back you. Very loving, very strong, uh, very secure, and safe loving uh, that God he's, he's teaching us and where do we go anywhere he's there he's looking at us and cheerfulness brings easy communications amen our next story is sent to us by Corky S from Quitman Texas Quitman or Quitman I don't know. One drink, the wine. In my first 30 years of life, I was educated in religion, both in school and in church. I learned the rules and tried to follow them, and I never understood why following them was so difficult. My religion taught me that if we ate meat on Friday and died before we confessed that sin, we would go directly to hell. Then suddenly, they changed the rule we no longer were required to refrain from eating meat on Friday. My immediate and ongoing question was, and still is, what about those millions in hell all those years because they ate meat on Friday and died before confessing? That's when I came to the conclusion that rules were man-made. Soon after that, another religious decree appeared that made it acceptable to confess sins directly to God. If you want to confess, confession to the minister was no longer required when I got to AA I understood that I could not take alcohol into my body in any form if I did it it would start the unquenchable craving for alcohol so I consulted with another old friend of mine who has the same allergy to alcohol he was the most devout church member I have ever known and attended services every day I asked him if I should drink the transformed wine, he, he answered, was instant, don't drink the wine, don't drink the wine. So now my spiritual journey suggests that I improve my conscious contact with God as I understand him, understood him. That meant for me that I have to be open-minded about God as I understood him. I had to be willing to accept for consideration anything that this God, as I understood Him, would reveal to me. Today my life is guided by this way as I understand Him. Every minute of every hour of every day, do I do whatever I feel He says? Absolutely not. I carefully consider everything that's revealed to me. I usually accept it and consider it at length, God usually speaks to me through other alcoholics. My God does not have a name other than as I understand Him. The word good is as close as I can yet to a name for my God today. For me, the proof of His existence is the peace and serenity of my life. He listens. He lets me know what I should be and shouldn't do daily. He does not require me to tell others that He's the only God. He does not require any, anyone to believe anything or join any church or religion or sect domination. He gives me direct knowledge of what to do. He gives me direct knowledge of what to do in my life, one day at a time. I must choose to do it or not. So far, that has kept me sober for more than 46 years. Corky is from Quitman, Texas. Thank you so much, Corky. And we'll go ahead and stop there. Let's go ahead and pray out with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us who are trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Boy, thank you so much for coming in today. God bless you, and I'm going to take a nap. Ha <laughs> ha. Thank you everyone for coming today's Zoom class of Big Book Reading. I'm Fernando, alcoholic. Uh, we have Rick. He's in, he's in the program too. Let's go ahead and pray the uh, set aside prayer. We put everything in the side. Lord, help me to put everything in the side. Everything I think I know about you, my fellow man, this program, and myself for a fresh new revelation and experience in you, in my fellow man, in, these, in this program, these 12 steps, and in myself, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, I'm going to start this reading on uh, top of page 24. It says, the fact is that most alcoholics, for reason yet obscure, have lost the power of choice in drink. Our so-called willpower becomes practically non-existent. We are unable at certain times to bring into our consciousness with sufficient force the memory of the suffering and humiliation or even a week or a month ago, we are without defense against the first strength. The almost certain consequences that follow taking even a glass of beer do not crowd into the mind to deter us. If these thoughts occur, they are hasty and readily supplanted with the old treadbare idea. What's that? All tread bare idea that we shall handle ourselves like other people. There is a complete failure of that kind of defense that keeps one from putting his hand on a hot stove. Pass. Young know, fellow, how they say to himself in the most casual way, it won't burn me to Here's how, perhaps he doesn't think at all. How often have we was
1: a drink the sunshine weighed after the third, fourth power on the bar? and said to ourselves, for God's sake, how do I ever get started again? Only have that thought split by, well, I'll stop at the 6th Street, or what's the use anyhow. When this sort of thinking is fully established, an individual with alcoholic tendency probably place itself beyond human aid, And unless locked up, they die of a say insane. These start and at the are confirmed by leaders of alcoholics throughout history. But for the grace of God, there would be thousands more convincing demonstrations away, of us want to stop, but cannot.
0: There is a solution. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of shortcomings which the process requires for a successful consummation, but we saw that it really worked in others, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we have been living it. When therefore we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence which we have never even dreamed. The great fact is just this, and nothing less, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, toward our fellows, and towards God's universe. The central fact of our life today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has commenced to accomplish those things for which we could never do by ourselves." If you are seriously alcoholic as we were, we believe there's no middle-of-the-road solution. We were in a position where life was becoming impossible, and we had passed into the region from which there's no return through human aid. We had but two alternatives. One was to go on to the bitter end, blotting out the consciousness of our intolerable situation as best we could, and the other was to accept spiritual help. This we did because we honestly wanted to and we're willing to make the effort. Page 62, please. 62.
1: So, just self-centeredness, we think, is the root of all our troubles. Driven by a hundred forms of self-fear, self-illusion, self-seeking, self pity we step on our toes with our fellows in retaliation. Sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation. But we invariably find that sometime in in the past we have made decisions based on self, which later places in a position to be hurt. So our troubles we think are, are basically our own out of our own making. <clears throat> we arise out of ourselves and the alcoholic an extreme example of self will run riot. Though he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, the alcoholic must be rid of itself because or must or kills us. God makes that possible. And when there often seems to be no way of entirely getting rid of ourselves without his without his aid, many of us have moral and physiological the galore. <clears throat> but we could not live up to that, even though we would have liked to. Neither could, could we juice our self-centeredness by wishing or trying on, on our own power. We have to have God's help. This is the how and why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God, I didn't work. Next, we decided to draw the, and thereafter, a drama of life. God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father. We are his children. Most good ideas are simple. This concept was a keystone of a new tribal arts, which we've to freedom.
0: When we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things follow. We had a new employer. Being all-powerful, he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life as we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered that we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. We were reborn. We were announced at step three. Many of us said to our maker, as we understood him, God, I offer myself to thee. What, what do we say together, please, everyone? Say, God. I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready, that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. Page 76, please. When, re- when ready, we say something like this. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect or character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Wrap me strength as I go off from here to do your bidding. Amen. We have then completed step seven. Page 86, please. On awakening.
1: think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day before we begin. We ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking divorce from self-pity and just on self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with our, with insurance, but after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is clear of wrong motives. In thinking about our daily and basic decisions that may be able to determine which course to take, Here's here we ask God for inspiration, an attitude thought or decision. We relax, we take it easy, we don't struggle. After we, we are we are now often surprised how the right answers come after we try this for a while. What used to be the hunter of occasional uh, with occasional inspiration, back some working part of the mind being in a still experience and having just big conscious contact with God. It is not probable that we're going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for the presumption of all sorts of spirit actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of
0: inspiration we come to rely upon. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that would be shown all through the day what our next step is to be that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work, you can easily see why. If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation if we be- belong to a religious denomination which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers, which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books also. Suggesting about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves, we are no longer running the show. Humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, thy will be done. We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decision. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily, for we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. It works. It really does. Page 416, please. It helped me a great deal.
1: Almost there. Okay. Uh, it helped me a great deal to become convinced that I'm disease, not a moral issue. I have been drinking results of compulsion, even though I have not been aware of this compulsion at a time, but... And sobriety was not the matter of willpower, but the people of AA had something that looked much better than what I had. But I was afraid to let go of what I had in order to try something new. <clears throat> There's a certain sense of security, security in the familiar. At last, acceptance has proven the key to my drinking problem. Uh, after I had been around AA for seven months, tapering off alcohol and pills and finding the program working very well. I was finally able to say, okay, God, it's true. Of all people, stranger may seem, even though I didn't give my permission, really, really, I'm an alcoholic, of course, and it's all right with me. Now, what am I going to do about it? When I stopped living in the problem, began living in the answers, the problem went away. From that moment on, I have not one single compulsion to drink.
0: Amen. Acceptance. Questions? Go ahead.
1: You wanna keep going? Yes. And accepting all my problems today when I'm disturbed because I find some person place a thing or situation and some of my life unacceptable to me. I find no serenity until I accept my accept that person, place or thing, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at any given moment. At this moment. Nothing absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake until I until I could accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life completely that life terms, I cannot be happy. But I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world, but what needs to be changed in me and my
0: attitude. Shakespeare said, All the world is a stage and all the men and women merely players. He forgot to mention that I was the chief critic. I was always glad, able to see the flaw in every person, every situation, and I was glad to point it out because I knew you wanted perfection just as I did. AA and acceptance has taught me that there's a bit of good in the worst of us and a bit of bad in the best of us, that we are all children of God and we all have a right to be here. When I complain about me or about you, I am complaining about God's handiwork. I am saying I know better than God. For years, I was sure the worst thing that could happen to a nice guy like me would be that I would turn out to be an alcoholic. Today, I find it is the best thing that has ever happened to me. This proves I don't know what's good for me, and if I don't know what's good for me, then I don't know what's good or bad for you or for anyone. So I'm better off I don't give advice, don't figure I know what's best, and I just accept life on life terms as it is today, especially in my own life, as it actually is. Before AA, I judged myself by my intentions while the world was judging me by my actions. Acceptance has been the answer to my marital problems. It is as though AA had given me a new pair of glasses. Max and I have been married now for 35 years. Prior to our marriage, when she was a shy, scrawny adolescent, I was able to see things in her that others couldn't necessarily see. Things like beauty, charm, gaiety, a gift of being easy to talk to, a sense of humor, and many other fine qualities. It was as if I had, rather than a Midas touch, which turned everything to gold, a magnifying mind that magnified whatever it focused on. Over the years, as I thought about Max, her good qualities grew and grew, and we married, and all these qualities became more and more apparent to me, and we were happier and happier.
1: But then as I drank more and more, of the alcohol seemed to affect my vision. Instead of continuing to see what was good about my wife, I began to see her do best. The more I focused my mind on her defects, the more they grew and multiplied. Every defect I put out to her was greater and greater. Each time I told her nothing, I was, this time I told her that she was a nothing and reduced a little bit more into nowhere, the more I drank, the more she lost me. Then one day in AA, I was told that I had my lenses on my glasses back with the courage to change and the unmet that I should change my marriage rather than I should change myself and learn to accept myself as she was. A.A. has given me a new pair of glasses. I can then focus on my wife's good qualities and watch them grow, grow, grow.
0: I can do the same with an A.A. meeting. The more I focus my mind on its defects, late starts, long, drunk, a large cigarette smoke, the worse the meeting becomes. But when I try to see what I can add to the meeting rather than what I can get out of it, and when I focus my mind on what's good about it rather than what's wrong with it, the meeting keeps getting better and better. When I focus on what's good today, I have a good day. When I focus on what's bad, I have a bad day. If I focus on the problem, the problem increases. If I focus on the answer, the answer increases. Page 420. Page 420, please. Perhaps, perhaps the best thing of all for me is to remember that my serenity is inversely proportional to my expectation. The higher my expectation of Max and other people are, the lower is my serenity. I can watch my, watch my serenity level rise when I discard my expectations, but then my rights try to move in and they too can force my serenity level down. I have to discard my rights as well as my expectations by asking myself, how important is it really? How important is it compared to my serenity, my emotional sobriety? When I place more value on my serenity and sobriety than anything else, I can maintain them at a higher level, at least for the time being. Acceptance is the
1: key my relationship with God today. I never just surround around you, nothing will win for Him to tell me what to do. Rather I, I, rather, I do what's ever in front of me and it's to be done and leave results up to Him, however it turns out. That's God's will for me. I must keep my magnified mind off my expectations and off. I must keep my magnified mind on my acceptance and off my expectations, for my surrounding
0: is directly proportional to my level of acceptance. When I remember this, I can see I've never had so good. Thank God for the Page 552, please.
1: 552. That right here. He said, in effect, if you have resentments you wish to be free of, you will pray for that person or that thing that you resent, you will be free. If you will ask for, in prayer for everything you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. Ask for their health, their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. Even if you really don't mean it and the words. Even if you really don't mean it and your prayers are only the words that you, and you don't mean it, go ahead and do it anyways. Do it every day for two weeks and you'll find come. You'll mean it and want it for them and you will realize where you used to feel bitterness, resentment, and hatred, you now feel compassion, understanding, and love.
0: It worked for me then and has worked for me many times since, and it will work for me every time I am willing to work it. Sometimes I have to ask first for the willingness, but it too always comes, and because it works for me, it will work for all of us. As another great man says, the only freedom a human being can ever know is doing what you ought to do because you want to do it. This great experience that released me from the bondage of hatred and replaced it with love is really just another affirmation of the truth I know. I get everything I need an alcoholic mouth and everything I need I get and when I get what I need I rarely find that it was just what I wanted all the time. Page one hundred, please. One hundred. Both you and the new man.
1: Both you and the new man must walk day by day in a path of, spirit of progress. If you if you persist, remarkable things will happen. When you look back, you realize there are things that you sometimes would which came to us when we were putting ourselves in God's hand, much better than anything that we could ever plan. dictates of a higher power and you will, will presently live in a new, wonderful world no matter what your present circumstances are.
0: I lost it. Around oh, 100. page one, uh, page 83, please. <laughs> 83, right? Yes. If we are painstaking. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: If we are painstaking about this phase our, our development will be a before we are halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom, a new new happiness. We will not regret the pastor or shut the door on it. We will comprehend
0: the word serenity and we will know peace no matter how far the downscale we we've gone. We
1: will see how it's over. We will see how our experience can benefit others and the feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in self things and gain interest in our foes. Self-seeking will a our whole attitude towards and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people, economic insecurity will leave us and we will intuitively know how to handle situations when used to battle us. We will suddenly realize that is we cannot do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us sometimes quickly. And slowly, but they all only materialize if we work for
0: them. Work, 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 work. Amen. Page 85, please. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle fall. We are not cured of alcoholism, but we really have as a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day where we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line, all we wish. It is the proper use of the will. Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from Him who has all knowledge and power. If we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of His Spirit into us. To some extent we have become God conscience. We have begun to develop the vital sixth sense, but we must go further, and that means more action. Page forty three, please. Once for the alcohol at a certain time has no effect
1: on a mental defense against his first strength. Except for fewer cases, neither nor any other human being can be provide such a defense. This defense must come from a higher power. DN.
0: Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Words of life, words of life. Thank you so much for coming in today. Let's go ahead and finish off with the Lord's prayer, please. Let's pray the Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you,
1: brother.
0: God bless you, brother, and, and get better. You are better. Bye-bye. See you tomorrow. Uh, see you
1: tomorrow.